this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, a podcast where this episode we will look at a movie from my childhood from different generational perspectives. And my guest on this episode is, re well, returning guest, I guess. That's too many... I, I just said a bunch of words twice, but <laughs> my guest on this episode is Alicia. How are you doing, Alicia? I'm great, Peter. Thank you for having me back. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's been a long time since you've been on the show. I know. <laughs> for long-time listeners, uh, they'll remember you on Mr. Holland's Opus and Hook. Were you on anything else? Um. So, oh, we did the the Robert Downey Jr. one. The, yeah, from, it's Heart and yeah, Souls. His old days. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, before Iron Man. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, see, so this is your fourth episode. And uh, each time you come on, I, I have a very good time. So you're definitely one of my favorite guests. Thank you. You're my favorite podcast. And, oh, you know, you're, you're, you're making kind. me feel like, um, like, you know how Saturday Night Live hosts, they, they talk about how many times they've hosted and they're like, oh, yeah, now I'm in the five host, five times hosting club. You're making me feel like that right now. It's great. <laughs> you're almost there. You are <laughs> almost there. Yeah. And uh, I would have to take a look back, but I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 you, you, I think you're up there for as far as returning guests, I, I would say. Because uh, I, you know, I often find, uh, you know, make make new friends with other podcasters and then they come on and I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look. That'd be very interesting to find out to see where, where you rank as far as like returning guests. <laughs> For now, let's just assume I'm the best. I'm just kidding. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, you, you are definitely the um, uh, the Black Widow of this podcast. Hey, thank you. Yeah, yeah that's a little... <laughs> I guess you can call it inside joke, but um, you know we're recording this episode for the uh, 2016 Halloween uh, season or day, I guess you want to call it. But uh, recently, you you know you and I were friends on Facebook, and you posted a picture of yourself as Black Widow. Yeah, that was actually Natasha Romanoff, not me. Um, that's why you're so confused. It's, it's okay. oh, <laughs> of, of course, of course. Uh, you you uh, definitely uh, you wore it better, as as the meme goes. Oh my gosh, you 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 flatter me. <laughs> oh well, that's that's what I do here. Um, okay, now for those that haven't heard you on those previous episodes, you want to talk a little bit about yourself and your uh, your blog, your writing. Okay, well, um, uh, as you can probably tell, because I am on this podcast with Peter right now, I am a movie addict. Um, I like to talk a lot about movies on my blog. It's called Real Red Reviews. Uh, that's real spelled R-E-E-L. Um, yeah, so if you like to read strong opinions about movies, that's a good place to go. Um, yeah, that's that's my story. <laughs> yeah, and a, a reason that I do like having you come on, because like I, I mentioned at the top of the opening here that this is a generational perspective, or different generational perspective. So you, you were actually probably born around the time of this movie's release. I was. In fact, yeah. I actually was really surprised to find out that Hocus Pocus came out in 1993 and not like 99 or 2000 like I'd originally thought. <laughs> Oh, very interesting. Okay, so let's go back to 1993 when the movie came out uh, and talk about some of the other movies, or at least just list them. Um, Jurassic Park, 
also came out uh, around this time. Of course, I've seen that only 300 times. <laughs> That's it, huh? Just 300. That's, just uh, 300. You need to catch up. I know. You need to catch I'm up. awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just about a month before. Have you heard of Last Action Hero? Uh no. <laughs> no, okay, that's a um uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Okay. That's uh he, he's like a um he plays a movie character that comes into the real world. Huh. Uh he but he doesn't he's definitely not a robot this time. Not a he's definitely not, not a robot. Okay, okay. Uh but there's some meta <laughs> stuff in it because he's a movie character that comes into the real world. Um in his world it's Sylvester Stallone that played the Terminator because oh. it's because in his world there's a kid you know it, it's it's a kid movie and the kid is in his world and he's trying to say you are played by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't exist in his world you know so because he's a different character it's it's um I, I like it I know that, a lot of people kind of crap on the movie but it, that's fine uh, Rookie of the Year have you heard of that one I've heard of it but I all I've heard is the name. <laughs> Okay, it's a kid where like he t- tore a ligament and then it heals in a certain way where he can pitch really fast. Wow, and that's the he, best injury ever. <laughs> yeah, and he ends up playing for the Cubs, who is uh, at the time of this recording in the World Series. Oh wow! I I don't follow sports, so <laughs> thank you for thanking you for keeping me in the loop. <laughs> well, here's the thing: I'm, I'm I'm not into baseball, so I don't even know if I said any of that right. So. Somebody will tell me. I know that ligament's right. Ligament is definitely right. Well, that is right. But as far as World Series, I mean, at least I didn't say like the Stanley Cup because I think that's hockey. So I think I got it right. Oh, you know, they just fling balls to get touchdowns or something. That's right. In baseball. That's right. I think you're right. Um, Free Willy. Have you heard of that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've seen the trailer a million times, but I've never watched it. Um, mm. It just didn't make it into my VHS collection somehow. Yeah, yeah. You you know what those are? VHS. Yeah, I still have those. Our VCR player recently broke, and it was really depressing because I mean, I, what am I supposed to do with my Lion King and uh, Mulan? I love Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I I think they have newer you know DVD players that actually have the VHS slot, so you might have to invest in one of those. Oh gosh, but then I have to. I don't have to rewind, and that's just half of the experience. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's awesome that you say that because I do uh, myself own some of the um, you know the Disney clamshell uh, VHS, you know, like Tarzan and stuff like that. And I think some of those movies that you already uh, mentioned, I converted. Well, not converted, but uh, I've moved on to like the Blu-rays and stuff. Gotcha. So um, <laughs> I do miss those days. A couple other movies that came out around this time. This is actually a pretty decent summer oh, which i didn't mention but the hocus pocus came out in the summer which was really odd yeah that's um i guess they wanted to profit on that summer blockbuster season and yeah that way it's on vhs in time for halloween right <laughs> yeah i mean the movie was kind of also competing with like uh, sleepless in seattle also came oh, out wow um coneheads which i don't it doesn't look like it did that well but you know it's one of those snl movies and uh, a movie I also did on this show, Robin Hood Men in Tights, came out a couple weeks later. Oh, that is one of my favorite comedies. Yeah, it's a really good one. <laughs> I still enjoyed it. Uh, and also one of my favorites that I would eventually like to do, maybe with you, but Searching for Bobby Fischer. I've not heard of that one. 
Who's Bobby okay. Fischer? <laughs> uh, Bobby Fischer is like this、um, chess playing savant or something. Like he, he's a real, real dude. And did, were you ever big on The Simpsons? Yeah, actually, I, I was. <laughs> they had an episode where Bart was playing against like eight kids, you know,、uh-huh. and he was playing chess, and, but they all beat him. You know,、uh-huh. like he was trying to, like,、uh, it, it looked like he was really strategizing with each board and he made like all his moves. Like meticulously,、uh-huh. but then they, then all the kids like took their turns and just like they, they won. <laughs> but、um, that's kind of like the, the very little I know about Bobby Fischer. There's footages of him kind of doing that, but doing very well against his opponents. And in this movie, they're, they're, I think it's about a father who has a son who has that same skill set. And,、um, And then Ben Kingsley becomes like his mentor、uh-huh. to kind of like mold him into the next Bobby Fischer kind of deal. Like, I remember it as a kid being very good, and it was one of those that played on TV often, and I would often watch it. Got that inspirational feeling? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, cool, cool.、Um, you know, and we, we did、uh, Mr. Holland's Opus, it's like in that same kind of、mm-hmm. feel, it's a drama. And then、uh, to wrap it up,、uh, a movie that you and I did, Heart and Souls, also、Woo! came out, you know, just a, a month later. Oh, not even a month later. So, some of the music,、um, uh, the number one song at the time of its release is Weak by SWV. I have not heard of the song, nor the artist. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, the group. It is a, a trio, actually. My bad. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. I mean, you've never heard of it. So、uh, it was only number one for two weeks. And、uh, it's, it's a very good song. It's definitely one of my personal favorites.、Uh, the song that preceded it for number one was Janet Jackson's That's the Way Love Goes. That was、uh, number one for quite a long time.、Okay. And the song that supersedes it is I know you've heard the song. I don't know if you've heard this version, but Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40. Um, I, I'm not sure actually. Um, I mean, I'm sure I've heard, um, covers of it. It sounds like there are covers. I, I mean, the original song is by Elvis. Okay, that's that's it. <laughs> and I don't know if it's been a while, but I don't know if it's one of those that actually played in Lilo and Stitch because I know they played a lot of Elvis songs in there.、Uh-huh. But I think if you heard it, it's, it's really slow. It's a ballad, it's very good. So、uh, UB40's version was、uh, number one for it looks like almost two months. So very interesting. Didn't know that. Wow.、Um, That, that it was number one that long. But I remember when it came out, I was, I was 10 years old. And I think that's one of the first times I actually had heard of、uh, like、another artist covering a previous song. And I was like, why did they do that? Elvis already came out with a song. <laughs> you know? And I think my, my aunt, she tried explaining, like, oh, well, some people do that to kind of like, you know, like,、um, how did she phrase it? Basically, it's to, like, to, to remember the, 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 the original artist, you know? So they, they redo songs mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. And so that's my little history with Can't Help Falling in Love. But definitely <laughs> one of my favorite Elvis songs for sure. Just think, we're going to have to do that with kids today about reboots. Like, oh, wait, what do you mean they already made this movie? Like, why, why are they making it again? No、mm-hmm. originality, honey. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and some of them are decent enough、uh-huh. that I feel like, okay, well, hey, watch this because you actually might not like the original, though we have like some kind of attachment to it. It may just not hold up to millennials and,、mm-hmm. young, and, and, and younger, you know, I feel. The good thing about it is that it does make people like go back and look for the original. Like, I would totally do a marathon with the first Ghostbusters, like the original. And then, like, I didn't really like any of the Ghostbusters sequels. So, you know, the original and then the remake, I would totally do that in a heartbeat. 
Um, and hopefully the new Ghostbusters that came out will make kids go look at the old one because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see why not. And uh, m- maybe I'll invite you on to original remake to do that pairing. Oh my gosh, I would love that. See, there I, you go. I would so be so good. down for that. <laughs> that's, that's what we do here. We come up with episodes on the fly. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So back to Hocus Pocus. This is, again, 1993, uh, around July. It's a comedy. Wikipedia has it as a comedy horror Halloween film. I I don't know if we want to throw a horror in there, but sure, why not? Was it horrifying? (laughs) In some parts, you know, maybe some of the acting by uh, Thora Birch before she became, you know, Thora Birch in American Beauty. See, and that's weird for me, That, that casting in American Beauty because I knew her from this and another movie called, a little ashamed to say it, but Monkey Trouble. She was in a movie called Monkey Trouble where she had a, a monkey that, that uh, ran away from <laughs> Harvey Keitel, who played a gypsy man, but she was in there too. And I watched it because I knew her from Hocus Pocus. So, oof. But anyway, and then to see her in American Beauty as she was, uh, that was it was a little weird, a little weird mm-hmm. for me. It's kind of like that, that little girl you knew growing up. You know, because her and I are roughly the same age. And then to see her in the flesh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. to speak, I was just like, huh, interesting. Oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't even think of it that way. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have, like, a history with this movie? Yes, I do. Um, I This movie actually was one of the first, like, Halloween-themed movies I ever saw. Um, and I thought that this was considered a horror movie. Like, I didn't really... I wasn't very familiar with the genre of horror. My parents, bless their hearts, they kept me very sheltered. You know, I couldn't watch PG-13 movies until I was actually 13, etc. Um, so yeah, I thought, like, this movie made me think that I liked horror movies, that, oh, I like scary movies. I quickly found out I was mistaken. This is not a horror movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it did give me unrealistic expectations for all the other, uh, thrillers um so to speak out there <laughs> but i i always did love it and it was definitely playing in my house every year at halloween along with casper the friendly ghost <laughs> now actually casper or a, a different the, the casper movie with um christina ritchie or a different version um i i know that hillary duff is in it okay i think that one's called casper and wendy oh okay so and I'm a little ashamed to know that. Uh, I, it, one of us is right, but I know which one you're talking about. She, um, uh, Hillary Duff, she's wearing like a red jumpsuit or mm-hmm. something. And she's an adorable child. <laughs> she, she, was, she was something. I mean, she's, yeah, yeah, you know, I, we're not going to go there. But okay. did you not see the, uh, the Casper movie with Christina Ritchie? I actually don't think I've seen that one. Do you know that exists? I do know that there. I do know that Casper the Ghost did not originate in Casper and Wendy. Um, but I, yeah, oh, I never oh, yeah. like. Oh I, yeah, it was it was a cartoon. Yeah, way but I back know in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Casper, the dad was played by Bill Pullman. Oh okay. Yeah, so you know the president from uh, Independence Day. So uh-huh. um, that was also one of those that I kind of watched, like Hocus Pocus. Uh, so yeah, it, it was definitely one of my childhood, like um, you know, Halloween type movies, along mm-hmm. with Casper. And in this review, I guess I didn't know that it was a uh, a Disney property. Is it? You know, I, oh yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. I do remember yeah. the the castle coming up in the 
opening. <laughs> yeah, that was surprising to me. So it, it's been a while. I mean, like, again, like growing up, it was a thing that I'd throw on like during Halloween. But as I got a little bit older and had kids of my own, I mean, they've seen this too, but we don't watch it as a family. But yeah, I was I was just really surprised. I I knew it was PG. I knew it was a kids movie, but I was just surprised like, oh, this Disney owns this. That mm-hmm. now that in itself was surprising. Um Kenny Ortega, I know the man's name. I feel like he directed like the high school musical movies, but um what I really know his name from was Michael Jackson's um This Is It, the documentary, you know, oh. right before his passing. So, and that's uh, one of my favorite documentaries, but I might be a little biased because I'm a huge fan of Michael Jackson. Who isn't a huge fan of Michael Jackson? Hey, there, there might be somebody, They're but uh, I don't. I'm sorry. Yes, they, absolutely they are. <laughs> yes, I, I love you for saying that. Um, okay, so just a little refresher on the story. It follows the villainous trio of witches, uh, the, sis- the Sanderson sisters, um, who are it- inadvertently resurrected by a male teenager as a virgin in <laughs> Salem, Massachusetts. So that's the, you're laughing. Is it just storyline is a little, a little funny? Um, yes, it is. Um, we'll get into it. The, sure. Somehow when I was a kid, the whole virgin thing like slipped past my, my notice. Um, I, when I was a kid, I was like, I told you guys, I was very sheltered and, you know, I thought virgin was just a type of olive oil. Um, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was very shocking to me how, how important his virginity was to the plot line. You know what? I don't remember <laughs> when I found out um, what a virgin was, but I remember the conversation I had with another aunt that I had. She's just uh, not too much older than me. I was definitely younger, and she was like in her maybe mid-teens, uh-huh. I would say. And the way she was was explaining it, she was like, so a virgin is when you haven't had sex, and then when you are not a virgin... Wait, did I say... I, said, I think I said that wrong. Well, she explained it to me the correct way. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's weird. So why are you called something... If you haven't had sex, or I don't know, it, it was I was a kid. That's you a know, good but... question, actually. Young Peter asking all the hard hitting questions. I like it. <laughs> mm, yes, that's that's what I do. I, I was a podcaster <laughs> in the making, all right, asking asking all the questions. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I didn't know this took you know place in Salem, Massachusetts, and I didn't know that it kind of like not really tied to the uh, Salem witch trials or anything, but, you know, they're witches. So mm-hmm. I just, um, it's been that long that, that I knew, it's been that long that I I was surprised by how little I remembered from the show or from the movie. And that's why I like covering movies like this, uh, you know, for the podcast, because it's like, well, there was things I completely missed, you know, things that went over my head and, and things of that nature. So, you know, we're not going to go scene by scene, but we'll just definitely talk about mm-hmm, the um, mm-hmm. the movie in general here. So for those that uh, don't remember, but uh, Beth Midler, she stars as Winnie Sanderson, the lead Sanderson sister. She's also the oldest. Uh, Kathy Nahimi as Mary Sanderson, the middle sister, and Sarah Jessica Parker playing Sarah, the youngest sister. Um <laughs> Aside from Bette Midler as Sarah Jessica Parker, do you know who Kathy Nahimi is? I do do not. You ever watch Sister Act? No. Oh, okay. She was one (laughs) of the nuns from Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg. So that's that's also where I've seen her. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like maybe she was cast because of like she she can sing. Uh Um, Uh-huh. Fun fact, I guess. But um, the the role of Mary was actually, I, I guess Rosie O'Donnell turned it down. Oh, okay. Okay. And I 
I don't know if I would have liked that. Not to say that I like dislike Rosie O'Donnell, but uh-huh. I think I think Kathy Nahimi was just like the right casting. Like I mm-hmm, feel mm-hmm. Rosie O'Donnell maybe would have kind of taken away from like maybe Bette Midler in, mm-hmm. in some way, just because I don't know what was what was Rosie O'Donnell doing around this time. Like I know she did like a League of Their Own. Um, I'm trying to think of some other movies, I like how but... we're discussing as as Donald Trump would say the important issues, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. Does he say that? I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't watch that man. <laughs> That's good. You're okay. not missing anything. Yeah, I feel like if I did, I'd just get dumber. So that's that's why I avoid that. Uh, now the the kids in this movie, uh, we mentioned Thora Birch. She plays Danny, uh, who's like eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omri Katz plays Max, the the virgin brother. Uh, and Vanessa Shaw as Allison, the love interest. Um, anybody else? Of well, let's uh, Binks. Now. Binks is a cat. Uh, he was a boy that was turned into a cat. He was voiced by Jason Marsden. Now, Jason Marsden actually voiced the actor's voice as well. What? Which is weird. So, so Binks, the the boy, was played by Sean Murray. Uh-huh, okay. But Jason Marsden voiced the actor and the cat. Why, wow. Why... Why did they cast somebody to voice the cat and and not the actor that played Sean Murray? That that's my maybe it's uh, weird. like you know Darth Vader. Like they weren't gonna have that that like nerdy British white guy to the voice. <laughs> <laughs> sure, and I feel I mean I'm pretty sure Jason Marsden is just a regular American actor too with no accent. So <laughs> that's the weird thing. Uh, Jason Marsden, did you ever watch Full House? No, I didn't. Okay, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of something that you might know him from. I feel like if you saw his face, you, you would definitely know the actor. He's just just one of those guys. He does a lot of voicing, and um, mm-hmm. I think th- I think there was a TV movie uh, based on the original Batman and Robin TV show, you know, in the '60s. Oh, and Jason Marsden played uh, Burt Ward, who was the original Robin. So, a little fun fact, I guess. Okay. Okay. So that's pretty much our cast. Um, so. The, the witches uh let's just get to the sisters um do you have a favorite witch um i think probably winifred um you know she's a ginger i relate to that on a deep level all gingers at some point in their <laughs> life are accused of being a witch it's it happens and then sometimes really? like with winnie it's true so um yeah, I, I respect her pain. And also, she's um, she's very relatable. I actually took the liberty of uh, writing down some of her lines that uh, that just really spoke to me. You know, like, another glorious morning makes me sick. <laughs> you know what? I I have to agree with you. Um, I, I feel like Sarah Jessica Parker, she was kind of there perhaps for the looks because I don't feel like she was given like too many good lines and if it was maybe it's because of like um maybe her dictation or whatever you want to call it like I mean you you just gave that perfect example of <laughs> Beth Midler's you know line there like she had a lot of fun filming this movie and I did read something where, um, I mean, recently, recently, like I saw a post uh, somebody shared on Facebook that Bette Midler recently like dressed up as Yeah, Winifred. I saw that too. <laughs> That's yeah. great. So, and apparently this is actually one of her favorite movies that she did. You can tell she really had fun. 
She really did. And yeah, I can uh, totally see that. And I do love her line delivery uh, from some of her more memorable quotes. Um, Mary's a little... Mm, I wouldn't say she's like... I like Mary too. I, I would actually go uh, Winnie, Mary, and then Sarah. Like, uh, I like that scene with Mary where she, they're in Satan's house, you know, and she's like watching the TV. There's the, the little baby uh, commercial. And so, and she's got like this, like, I don't know what it was, but she had like a piece of food, like just sticking out of her mouth. It, it looked like, uh-huh. it, like she was smoking a cigar or something. It was just kind of funny. So, um, do you know who that couple is? Uh, Satan and his wife? Um, I actually don't. They are brother and sister Penny and Gary Marshall. Oh, directors. okay. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I love it. I love it when they do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so that that was really uh, cool to see. Um, now, the, the, the opening scene of the movie where we get, you know, the, the sisters, they're older and they are conjuring up some kind of potion to, to stay young. What, what do you think about this uh, whole beginning and lead into the movie? Um, I, first of all, I really like the, the old timey, I guess not old timey, but you know, the, the nineties, um, um, credits that roll across, you know, with the, um, the, uh, running notes and the music, um, and just like, I like, I miss the openings from movies. I miss that. Like the whole, like it builds your anticipation, you know, where they list names and just like give you some scenery and then. The title, the the title comes up, and then the movie starts. Nowadays, it's just bam, but yeah. So I really like that. Um, but I, I was almost laughing the entire time during the opening scene because you know they need a child for their potion, right? And so they take Binks, right? Um, or not Binks? They take Emily. The Binks's, Emily, the sister. Binks is well, it, sister. it's Emily Binks. I, I guess Binks is their last name because yeah. it's Thackeray Binks. Great yeah. last name. I love it. <laughs> Um, so, so she, while they're doing the spell on Emily, their, their reactions are just great. And then I, I was just really amused by the fact that Emily is just sitting there. She's not tied up or anything, not restrained. She's just sitting there. Like she doesn't look frightened or anything. Just like, oh, I'm hanging out with these creepy old people who like are talking about eating me. She's unconcerned. It's, I I thought it was a little bit funny. (laughs) Yeah, you, you know what? I that you make a very good point. I'm <laughs> not sure. I we could definitely come up with some things. You know, perhaps she was just, um, you know, I, and I'm not trying to make make fun of anybody, but she she could possibly be like autistic or something like that. Maybe you know? just just uh, she was kidnapped and she was just like the perfect target or something. Um, but something that you mentioned triggered something. You were talking about like the opening credits, and immediately I was thinking like uh, fantastical and then I thought of heart and souls you actually are in the uh the um, the Fiverr club what what was it the, the SNL we were just talking about the the I think they just call it I don't know what they call it actually the maybe it's a Fiverr club they should call it the Fiverr club if it's not that <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of stealing that from the app the Fiverr app but <laughs> but uh, the uh, you you actually have been on five episodes because uh, i forgot about high spirits right okay Woo! all right <laughs> yeah see so there you go you have been on this uh, show, uh podcast for uh, five, at least at least five um i'm sure it's probably 10 and we just can't think of all the movies maybe maybe <laughs> yeah uh, gosh you know this is so weird because like the, the binks family there's an older brother too that was that was like 
not even needed, you know, um, which is kind of weird too. So, so the sisters they do eventually get captured, and I love the scene where because uh, you know they had just turned you know Thackeray into a cat, and they're all like uh, you know they got the noose around their head about to get hung, and then and then like uh, Binks, uh, Father Binks. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't call her Father Binks. <laughs> Daddy Binks. You know, he's just like... Eh? I will ask thee one final time. Yes? What hast thou done with my son, Thackeray? Thackeray. Mm. Answer me! Well, I don't know. That's got my tongue. <laughs> and it's just like her delivery. I just thought that was an extremely funny scene. I agree. Um, you can tell she was having a lot of fun. Uh the, yeah, so the, the sisters die, and then we come back to 1993, you know, and it's it's like one of those tropes, new kid in town. So they're in uh, Salem, Massachusetts, and obviously Halloween is, is a big deal to them. And then we meet uh, Max Dennison, um, who just doesn't believe in Halloween, thinks it's all a bunch of hocus pocus. I just love, you know, I'm clearly exaggerating here. I'm, I just love when they use the title of the movie, and... Yeah, he's the new kid in town, and like, this Vanessa Vanessa Shaw who plays Allison, she's a love interest. Like, what she seems to be is okay. Is it safe to assume like she's like you know the pretty girl in school as well? Like, how come she doesn't appear to ever be around friends or anything? I don't like know. That? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe she's she's like uh, maybe they all hate her because she's so pretty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be hating because she's so pretty. Um, yeah, because there's that scene later on where, like, Max takes Danny trick-or-treating, and for whatever reason, they go inside a house because there's a party going on, uninvited. And then, like, Allison comes down, and she's like, oh, yeah, I, I have to stay home and, like, hand out candy. Like, I don't know. I was like, you didn't have no friends over to come hang out with you? or Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just, I always thought that was just a little weird that, that she didn't have any friends. Um, that's a good point because, yeah uh, what did you think of uh, Max as a character um, well it was so you know he obviously was the typical like guy who's just too cool for everybody you know everybody knows that Halloween was invented by the candy companies like, you know cynical but you know really he, he likes this girl so that was that was very, very basic, a basic role for him, a uh, basic archetype. So I enjoyed it because it was fun to make fun of. <laughs> but, you know, as far as uh, quality character writing goes, like, you know, maybe that wasn't the greatest. And then there's all the uh, the bustle over the fact that he's a virgin. Like, I, f- I feel like at least in my high school, not everybody knew who was and wasn't a virgin. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and we'll we'll get to it in, in a little bit here, but they do make a, a big deal out of that. This this Max kid, like you know, he is a uh, he's extremely. Oh gosh, I don't know. There's the the one scene where um, he's like on his way home. Uh, from school, and he encounters like these these hoodlums, you know, Ice and uh, what was the other kid's <laughs> I don't name? The, he looks like Eric Olsen, or I forget the, the actor's name. The one from like uh, not another teen movie and Dumb and Dumber Er, where he played uh, Lloyd Christmas. But he kind of reminds me of that actor. But yeah, I didn't even catch his name. But yeah, they they're just hanging out, and then they steal like Max's shoes, and so Max goes home. 
And then his mom points out, like, oh, did you? He wasn't wearing any shoes. And his dad's like, hmm, it must be a protest or something. <laughs> his parents, they're not even concerned yeah. that he came home without shoes. I just think it's really funny that they seem to be a little disconnected with Max's life. But I think that might speak to also, like, you know, that teenage uh-huh, angst and uh-huh. stuff. And, you know, um, Max is just like, he's too cool to be hanging out with his eight year old <laughs> sister. So there's that little bit of dynamic. Uh, what do you think about him and Danny? Him and Danny. I. Okay, his sister knows way too much about sex, first of all. Like, like I think she calls him a virgin, like, at least three times. Were you weirded out that... Okay, so she was hiding in his closet, yeah, right? Yeah. And he comes home, he's laying in bed, he's like, Allison, Allison, whatever. She jumps out of the closet, it's like, boo! And then she's like, I'm Allison. And she lays next to him in his bed, and, she, and she's like, I'm Allison, kiss me. And yeah, I'm just like, that was what, yeah. what are you doing? That was extremely weird. Uh, yeah, that was. I agree with you. <laughs> I, the The dynamic between them was a little bit a little bit off. It was. I almost felt like she acted more like she was Allison's little sister. You know, like just you know when um, your older sibling starts seeing people for the first time you're like curious and so like you know sometimes a little girl and little boy will have a mini crush like um I, my boyfriend's little brother he like when we were started dating he he loved to be around whenever i was over <laughs> um <laughs> oh yeah i know what you mean yeah, yeah. so it, i feel like the, that's how she acts around um around max so that was um i i think she would have been better off as allison's little sister yeah maybe she would have been that'd be really interesting i wonder if i would have liked that better actually uh you know the tagalong little sister who likes max or something uh-huh. Hmm. Uh-huh. It, it is interesting um okay so let's let's get to the the resurrection of the sisters yes. so the the legend has it they would be brought back if a virgin lit this black candle. I mean, that's so specific. Yeah. And it ha- doesn't it have to be like on the eve of Halloween as well or something? I think so. I think so. And and here's my question. Now, and also, you know, bear in mind that this is a Disney movie, which apparently this is the first Disney movie that does talk about virgins as well. Why a virgin? And why do they make it <laughs> like a big deal that he is one? Because he is in high school. You know, mm-hmm, like you, mm-hmm. you're you're a Disney movie, and you should be like trying to make your um, or at least depict your characters as as pure, right? For for these kids, yeah. because or at least you know, um, not shame them for being pure. <laughs> exactly, because like Disney. Okay, little known fact that Disney actually turned down the opportunity to make Back to the Future because of the scene with Marty and his mom <laughs> in the car, and they just thought that was too risque. And it's like, okay, now you're. Now you got this, uh, you know, kid, and you keep calling him a virgin and shaming him for it, you know, for lighting a candle, you know, and like like the uh, later on when after the sisters are brought back, they are running, then they run into who they think is a cop, you know, and they're he's like, yeah, this is what happened, and the cops like, okay, wait a minute, are are you telling me you're a virgin, you know, like (laughs) the entire movie that seems to be a theme here, like you you mentioned it, Danny even makes fun of him. You know, like, Danny, you're a virgin too. <laughs> but, like, it, it could have been any of them. And I don't think they ever mentioned whether or not Allison was, you know. But I just, I don't know. I just thought that was, a like, a weird thing to do with this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
he, I, I agree with you. Um, I actually put a lot of thought into that because it was seriously troubling me. Um, like, you know, I, it didn't make sense. Um, my, my theory, this is only half serious of a theory. Um, right. I think that the whole movie is supposed to be a metaphor to teach kids that it's okay to be a virgin because everything turns out well in the end. And, um, they all realize that being a virgin isn't so bad. And, um, yeah. And the whole, like, Max's inner struggle is with his virginity. And so he discovers that it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, the, the reason, like, I don't know. It, it, it almost seems as though, like, they, they make it such a big deal that it, it almost seems that like he was supposed to rectify that by the end of the movie or something by sleeping with Allison. I don't know. It's like, yeah, why are you keep making it a big deal that he is one? I, it was just mind boggling. I, I guess just because it, it's such a specific thing to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, to to resurrect a sister. It's like it, it should have just been anybody or maybe a child of a certain age because they are so fixated on like. Uh, eating the souls of children to stay younger. Maybe that's what they were thinking. Like, oh, um, virginity clearly means pure child. Just more, yeah, more pure. Even though, like, you know, some of the most mature people I know who are in their 20s, like, they, they choose not to engage. But, you know, like, pure childrenhood or childhood. I know the word for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they could have they could have just said child or... A child of pure heart or something, even that. Yeah, and, and I don't know. It, yeah, it's just so, as a as an adult watching this, I, I didn't like the circumstances in which th- that would bring back the Sanderson sisters. You know, you, you also got to light the candle. It, it just seems too convenient that it, it does happen in one night. This This guy who doesn't really believe in Halloween decides, okay, hey, let's go to this this um Sanderson Museum which was their house that had been shut down because weird things were happening mm-hmm. now th- when did the weird things happening uh, started happening like in like 280 years after or 290 years after the Sanderson sisters died because like how long has it been a museum <laughs> you know all, all these questions I but... bet it was around the time that Binks figured out he could talk and like a talking cat started approaching people that probably freaked them out <laughs> Well, thank you for bringing that up. Like, you know, there's that part where Binks is, you know, before the Sanderson sisters die, he's yeah, there at their yeah. trial. Why does he not say anything to his uh, family? Uh-huh. I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah. So a lot of plot holes. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, Disney. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what gosh, happened? Yeah. Zootopia, but like this? <laughs> now... The um, what I found, I don't know if uh, red herring would be the right word for this, but what do you think about the that that zombie, uh, Billy, that Winnie Fred or Winnie um resurrects? I I love that guy. Um, I actually watched that part twice because I was sure that they had a reference to um, I think it would be Night of the Living Dead with the with the hand coming out of the earth. What what okay. what would that be referencing? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, I um, I, I I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Oh yeah, so. yeah, me too. I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I I couldn't tell you, but I I'd imagine that a lot of them do that. You know, I I feel like that would be a trope. I I I was sure that it happened in this movie, so I went back and watched him coming back to life again. But yeah, no, they didn't reference it. I was a little bit disappointed. 
Yeah, I feel like uh, many movies that have like resurrecting of of any dead will probably like have a hand come out of the ground. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> that is a good place to start if you're trying to dig yourself out of the ground. If you think about it, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently, like his mouth is like stitched and stuff because he what what was it? He had secrets or something, and Winnie didn't mm-hmm, want him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so there was that. What do you think about the the town hall party scene? Oh, that was that was fantastic. I love seeing the extent of um, uh, Max's father or Max's parents' responsibility. Uh, they just weren't phased by the fact that their children had shown up at this clearly adult event. <laughs> yeah, the the mom was dressed as Madonna with the cones, and the dad was what was he Dracula or dad? What what did he say? He corrected them. Dad, mm, he did a pun with like dad or something like that. Dadcula, maybe. Maybe that just sounds or weird. But Daddy Dracula, yeah. that sounds weird too. <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird too. I I don't remember what it was, but I I, I like the parents. You know, they're, they're fine and they're not in it a lot. Do you do you think there was a reason for that? Like, why even have them in there? Like, what couldn't they have been like on some kind of trip? You know, and then like uh, Max decides to go. Well, Max and Danny in a way starts not starts trouble, but they kind of get into mischief while the parents are gone mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the purpose of the parents is um, that was the reason that uh, the kids went to the town hall, right? To find the parents. Yeah. Um, was it a way to get Bette Midler to sing for this scene? I think that... so. Yeah. <laughs> that dance number and um, the song was just phenomenal. <laughs> That's probably what song. I remember most about the movie. That and also the reactions that the witches have when they see all the kids in costumes. Like I smell children, but I don't see children. That was a, that was a pretty funny scene, and uh, they they do find out that yeah, it's a, it's a thing where kids dress up. I also like uh, one of my favorite parts. This and I, and I remembered it playing out a little bit better, but watching, I'm like, man, this wasn't really cut that well and all that. But it's when they go to Satan's house, and for whatever reason, they leave their brooms like outside the uh-huh, gate. Uh-huh. Uh, or the the fence yard, and then three little little trick or treaters dressed as the Sanderson sisters. They're like, "Cool, a, a, a broom," and then they all each grab a broom and fly off, like off frame. Uh huh. Where did the kids go? Yeah, are they safe? Like, I hope they didn't crash. <laughs> yeah, and you know, maybe maybe it wasn't safe for them to wear like harnesses or anything, so that's why they didn't show like the girls actually flying oh, off. Oh, that could be it. But. That was a missed opportunity there. Like I, I felt that could have been like, oh, hey, they're actually flying, and I don't know. <laughs> that's just that's just me there. Um, what were we talking about before that? Um, Bette Midler's uh, song. Singing, yeah. Was that the first time you have heard that song? No, I've um, I've heard it before, but um, first time in a while for sure. <laughs> yeah, that song. I think the first time I heard it, it was. Um, it was by Creedence Clearwater Revival, uh-huh. so CCR, yeah. And then, and then I saw it in this, and uh, you know, I like her version too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't know Bette Midler was a singer. You know, when I first watched the movie, but yeah, yeah, it was fine. Uh-huh. You know, Disney requirements—they have to, they have to be a singer and an actor. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, what else do we have here? A, a lot of it is just you know a cat and mouse movie. Really, mm-hmm. they're just being chased most of the time. Like I thought this movie was a lot longer than it actually is. It's just slightly over an hour and a mm-hmm. half. So, you know, I thought it was paced well. Yeah, definitely. 
did you have uh, any issues with any of the the scenes? Did something not work for you, or you felt like the, it got a little stagnant at times? Well, I didn't really have a problem with stagnance, um, but at the at the very end, I did have a problem with plot consistency. Um, is it okay for spoilers? Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, you know, uh, at the end scene, uh, Bette Midler starts singing, and all the children just, you know. Um, zombie-like, they they start walking towards the witch's house, um, and I'm just wondering why she didn't start out by doing that. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point, but also, I was just like, did, did, does it have to be kids from Salem? Like, can, can she have gone somewhere else for, for more kids? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's that was really interesting. Yeah, so... I, I was just like, I mean, you know, the, the story was written well, but there's definitely a lot of inconsistencies and and um, plot holes, I guess. But I definitely liked it more as a kid, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This movie is funny because you were on the Heart and Souls review as well. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned on that episode that that's one of like the the movies I had seen on a on a show that no longer exists called Movie Magic, uh-huh. you know, where they just just do behind the scenes of how things done. Hocus Pocus was also one oh, of those movies. Oh, okay. Tell, tell me what you saw on that. Well, I remember them doing like the animation of, of uh, or animating uh, Binks's mouth, you know, for when he talked. Uh-huh. Uh, one specific scene was when, I think it was right after the lighting of the candle or something, because I remember uh, Binks was on top of Max and uh, what was it that he says? Uh, I don't know. It was something. Oh, you can't burn the book because it's it's protected by magic. Mm-hmm. I remember they were like animating the, the mouth to mimic, you know, magic, uh, because like he says it a certain way mm-hmm. too. So there was that. Um, gosh, what was it? Uh, all I remember really is uh, is the cat. You know that a, a lot of CGIing the cat. Well, it wasn't bad. Um, except maybe the part where the cat gets run over. That was. That looked really unrealistic. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, because he was already laying there, uh, laying dead. So he got uh, ran over by a bus. What, what do you think of that bus scene? Because that bus driver was a little, a little creepy. Oh yeah, a little creepy. Like, that gives him a, a free ride. Yeah, how about those, uh, those innuendos he does in a Disney movie, no less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very explicit. <laughs> They played him to be like some kind of like like this bus driver from New York or something. You know, he's a little not not abrasive, but you could hear like uh, the way he talks and like the things he says. You know, he's I don't think he's from around there at all. Um, I think I, I I saw like one of those like fun facts. So, like I think the bus had like like Toronto on the word or uh, somewhere on the bus. <laughs> so so I think it might have been like filmed in Toronto. I I, I didn't look this up. So. Uh-huh. That'd be funny, like if it was filmed in Toronto and they just forgot to like change something on the bus. I don't know. I um I actually put off reading critics' reviews of this because you know I don't want to do that right before the show. But I think mm-hmm. after I I'm really curious to see what critics said about it. I know that they overall didn't like it, but I I want to know exactly what they point out. <laughs> we've we've covered a lot of the things. Did you have any um like favorite scenes or anything like that? Um. My favorite scene is definitely a tie between Satan's house and also the the dance scene at the town hall. <laughs> Those are good, but you know what? This time around, I didn't I didn't really care for the Satan's house hmm. scene. 
you know, I thought it was fine. You know, it's funny because they thought he's, you know, the real Satan. Which, by the way, when he first comes out of the house, and I forget what he says, you know, they're outside of his house. They turn around, they're like, oh, Master, Master. <laughs> like, wait a minute, didn't, didn't Satan give you that book? You know, like, w- wouldn't you have noticed he doesn't look like the same guy that oh might have given God, you the book? Right. You know, there's that. And also, here's another inconsistency. The, that, that book that was given to her, apparently it has the most evil spells of them all. And, like, later on in the movie when uh, Binks is supposedly dead and they're trying to bring him back, they go, oh, maybe there's a spell in the book. I go, well, no, the spells in there are supposed to be evil. Yeah, it, it was uh, uh, really inconsistent at times. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, you never know how important continuity is until it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 two hoodlums that I brought up earlier, they do kind of bring those guys back. Do you do you like them as a as a not even a subplot, but just you know these guys that seem to terrorize you know Max every time they see him. Like there's that scene where you know early on Max is taking Danny out trick or treating and and they um you know try to like steal all the candy which I feel like Danny was not a good little sister at this point because she you know the the guys are like you gotta pay the toll give us your candy she's like no blah 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 she's just mouthing off she's like I got my brother with me like Danny there there's like six guys there you know and did she think that highly of him that he'd be able to defend the two of them against these guys? Yeah, I'm really surprised know. that she would think that a virgin could handle that. Because, <laughs> you know, clearly <laughs> she has very strong opinions. Um, but, yeah, while we're on the topic of criticizing the movie, um, <laughs> I've brought up the critical consensus from Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the average rating for the movie was 4.4 out of 10. Uh, 13 of the reviews said it was fresh, 30 of them said rotten, Um, Mm. and the consensus is harmlessly hokey, yet never much more than mediocre, Hocus Pocus is a muddled family-friendly effort that fails to live up to the talents of its impressive cast. I find it interesting that they call it family-friendly. My family would have not have found it friendly. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, I can see why they, uh, they say that. But but I have to agree with you. Some families are going to be like, virgin? No. Yeah. Like, shut this down. I always watched it at my friend's house. Um, you know, I had a friend <laughs> across the street. She had cable. And so, you know, I lived with her, basically. Every time we hang out, we would just um, hang out at her place. And we would watch the movies we weren't supposed to watch at her place. Because her mom was much more chill than my mom. <laughs> Uh-huh. Ooh, this is PG thirteen. Yeah. Can we watch this? My first PG thirteen movie, Mean Girls, with with my friend. Um, really? Yeah, I think I was like ten at the time. <laughs> That's crazy because I, I forgot how young you are. <laughs> You're like, I, I was waiting for something like not really a classic, but I was just like, Mean Girls. That didn't come out that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it but like? There you go. Maybe feel old a little bit. Pro- well, probably right, right around there. Uh, and that's a very interesting first PG-13 movie <laughs> to start with. Yeah, that's like almost a, a hard 13. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely didn't get all the jokes in it. But, you know, um, I've seen it a million times since then. And I've come to fully appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie for sure. Tina Fey did an awesome job oh, on that yeah. movie. And, you know, Lindsay Lohan. Um, so, lines. You said you wrote down some quotes and lines. Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to say it the way they are spoken as well? 
Oh, uh, I can try. Um, so, you know, I already said the Another Glorious Morning. Um, and so you brought up the bullies. When they are, you know, demanding their toll from people, it's 10 chocolate bars, no licorice. I feel that on a deep level. Like, they know <laughs> what the good candy is. <laughs> um no licorice. I mean, they should have specified. Like for me, like I don't mind licorice just as long as it's not black licorice. Oh, okay. That I don't like. That that Jägermeister tasting type. You know, like give me red vines and you can keep the twisters. Red vines. Are they called twist? Wait. Twizzlers. What, what, what's Twizzlers? Twizzlers. Right? There you go. Yeah. Thank you. I knew that didn't sound right. I I didn't mean the board game. Twizzlers. You can keep that. <laughs> give me the red vines. Okay, and then also I enjoyed their reaction to um, when, when they see Max for the first time and, they, you know, they're in the middle of primping for their spell or whatever and then, you know, they just turn around like, oh, boy! And that just reminded <laughs> me of being in middle school, like when a boy showed up and all like and it was all girls, you know, just everybody panics. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let me see. I think I had one other written down somewhere. Um. Yeah, the uh, the character of Sarah, um, she she's a bit of a hussy. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, trying to dance. She's with Satan. sitting in everybody's lap. Yeah, dance dance with Satan. She sits in the bus driver's lap, and um, I didn't get the whole lucky rat tail hitting somewhere like a, not the ceiling, but in one of the beams above her or something. I don't know. Yeah. And and you know I don't know if it was just me, but a lot of the um, fish fish out of water element thing didn't work for me. You know, like where, like the the, the flame scene. You know, where he's making fire from his hands. Uh-huh, you know, with uh-huh. a with a lighter that didn't work for me. Like Encino Man, I think did it better. Um, <laughs> and then like the daylight saving. Yeah, that was really. Um... <laughs> kind of cheesy because like they're all like, oh no, the sun's out, and they they pretend like they're like melting i guess or whatever uh-huh. and even sarah was all like like oh it hurts i'm like does it though i mean because it's not real sun that's not at so all how the sun light? rises unless you're like on top of a mountain <laughs> like yeah, suddenly it's yeah, just this... blinding light <laughs> yeah so i didn't I, I felt like um lot uh what is it called the lost boys i think they they had a scene kind of like that mm-hmm. i don't remember but yeah, like so, some of those things, you know, where the, the Sanderson sisters don't understand because they're from the 16th century. Yeah, the execution of it just didn't work for uh-huh. me. But and they could have done a lot more with that, which, uh, yeah, that was disappointing. Also, Daylight Savings is, I believe, the first weekend in November, not uh, October. It it has um, happened in October. Oh, it has. Okay. I Yeah, I, I feel like it's been like late me. October before. I don't before. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I found the other quote I, I wrote down. Um, this is when okay. when Billy, Billy Butcherson, tells Winnie to go to hell. And, you know, she says, oh, I've been there, thank you. I found it quite lovely. That was pretty good. Yeah. I like that one a lot, too. Y- you know, I don't know, Billy's character, like, he says that he's been waiting a long time to say that. So is, is he also in hell, you know, and weren't they in hell together? You know, couldn't he have told her then? I don't know. Maybe they were separated. Uh-huh. I, I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's a kids movie. Um, I that's all I got for this. You got anything else for the movie? Um, I guess just um, I think it's another one of those movies that you watch as an adult and you're like, oh, this. 
I had poor cinematic taste when I was a child. <laughs> this is clearly not what I thought it was. But, you know, it's still it's still fun for nostalgia's sake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have bad cinematic taste even as an adult, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it was just uh, very interesting to watch uh, Heart and Souls with you. Well, not with you, but, you know, review uh -huh, that uh -huh. with you. And I, I think you weren't uh, definitely as high on it as, as I was, you know, because, you know, I grew up with it, loving uh -huh. it. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, it was fine. Uh -huh. It was okay. So, like, with this one, oh, gosh, yeah, I don't know when the last time I saw this movie. So I was just like, ah, you know, just going through the motions. Uh -huh. You know, wasn't wasn't invested uh, as, as I was before. But I'm still going to watch it in the future. Uh, so I guess that kind of brings us to the rating of this movie. Do you want to go first? Um, Actually, before we rate the movie, I actually have a question for you about um, yes. Halloween movies in general. Um, do you do your kids watch this movie for Halloween or like what do they watch any movies to um, to get in the spirit? I know Phoenix is probably a little old for this, but um, the the young one he 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 must like um, scary movies maybe. Uh, he he hasn't really quite got uh, quite gotten into movies like that just yet. There's very little movies that he can actually sit and, and watch the entire movie for because he's just so active, uh -huh. you know. Um, as far as scary movies, I don't, I don't know if there's anything that I I had the um, the new Ghostbusters movie on, and uh, this this is terrible because I felt so bad and we didn't we didn't we we had to stop it like not even that far into the movie, but we were watching it and you, and you've seen it, right? yeah, yeah. So um, this isn't spoiler for even for those that haven't seen the movie because this is in the trailer. But it's where Kristen Wiig's character. She this is when they first uh, encounter a ghost. It's that that female ghost, right Aww. in the movie. So and, and you see that in the trailer too. So my son was playing with uh, with his toy. And then he you know there's this ghost. So I was like, hey, look, it's a ghost. So so he's watching the scene and he's just like, daddy, what's that? I go, it's a ghost. And um, so he's just watching and watching and watching, and then you know the the scene plays out as like this 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 apparition is very calm, uh -huh. and then it's a jump scare uh -huh. because then all of a sudden it it jumps at you, <laughs> and he he jumped, turned around and ran towards me, and I felt so bad. Oh. I was just like, oh god, like I just I had forgotten. I mean, he's four years uh -huh. old, but um, uh, so clearly he's not really into scary things, but he will kind of just like he will just watch because it's interesting uh -huh. to him. Uh, but to answer your question with Phoenix, I don't. He has seen this movie. I don't think this is one that he goes to. I don't even know if he if he does have a go to, but he does like a good scare like me. Um, I don't have any go tos, but I'm always interested in uh, like a good scare. Like recently, I watched Conjuring Two. Um, my daughter, she has seen this movie also, but I don't think this is one that, that we watch. So like I had mentioned, like this is uh, one that we've all seen, but we don't watch as a family. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like at our own leisure, okay. I guess, is okay. when we would watch this movie. Yeah. Do, do you have anything that you watch to get yourself into the spirit of Halloween? I mean, it's this movie, really. Um, I And I, the reason I was curious is because for my generation, this is kind of like an essential movie for us. Like if, if I went on Facebook right now, I guarantee you I, I would find some gif related to it. Some, 
um, somebody talking about it. And, you know, when it played on ABC the other night, I had, like, at least five friends saying, oh, PSA, Hocus Pocus is on ABC. Um, so, like, it's it's a big deal for um, my generation. Like, and these are all college kids, too. So, like, uh, yeah, I was just curious if um, the kids these days are, like, having any any essential Halloween movies. <laughs> That that would definitely be a good question to ask Phoenix, like to see if um, you know if if this is one of those movies for him as well, because he is he's sixteen, so so you may be right that uh, maybe you were like the last, you know, generation, you know, for for this to be like a part of a a Halloween tradition, mm-hmm. because like I, I I did mention that this isn't one that I visit annually. But, I mean, I don't actively seek uh, out for this movie around Halloween. But if it's on, I'll throw Uh it on the TV for sure. You know, so this would be the closest thing to that that I have. Um, Because I don't really have any horror movies that I like to uh, watch often. But recently, Phoenix and I, we also uh, reviewed Dawn of the Dead. And that's the first time I had seen it, the Zack Snyder Uh uh, remake. And I liked it a lot, actually. And I don't know if I um, would turn that into like a Halloween tradition, but I would definitely watch it uh, a lot more often than not. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Thank yeah, you for going so, off on that tangent with me. <laughs> no, no problem. I mean, I love doing that stuff on this show. I mean, uh, if uh, for those that haven't listened to it, Beauty and the Beast, I recently covered many tangents there, but I, <laughs> I enjoyed it all. So uh, it's always fun stuff. Uh, tangent where it's not related to the movie per se, but it's still interesting interesting stories and information so i welcome it um so rating or do you do you got anything else i'm i'm totally cool with uh, anything else you want to bring up okay i think that would that was it for me so yeah i'm if you're ready i'm ready okay uh why don't you go ahead and go first okay um this movie tore me apart um you know how on rotten tomatoes they have the critic score and the audience score yes i i feel like part of me wants to do that with this movie because um, I do love to analyze film. I love to pick it apart. And when I do that, the, the movie gets a really bad rating. It gets like a two out of five. But the child in me um, has a lot of fun making fun of this movie while watching it. So I, I'd say for, for that, it's like at least a three and a half because it's just, you know, Betty, uh, Bette Midler is fantastic. It's really her movie, and she does a great job, and clearly she loved the role. So just knowing that um, and seeing her character is really, I really enjoy that, even if the plot is a bit frivolous. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with everything you say. I mean, um, I was going to say don't feel bad about this, but I think you... Um, I don't remember your rating for Heart and Souls, but whatever you gave it, I was just like, oh, you know, because I was just like, oh, I thought you would like this because, you know, I, I, I might have given it like a four and a half or a five or something because I said I just I just love that movie. I love Robert Downey Jr. in it. I like the the whole aspects of, you know, the spirits following him and them using his body uh-huh. as a, like as a vehicle and things like that. So um, that's that's kind of uh, I, I feel like that's kind of where you're at with this mm-hmm. movie, right, where you're just like. Well, I love this movie, and I, and I, I know there's a lot of problems with it. <laughs> I'm I'm like that too. I know there's a lot of problems with it, but I mean this this is the closest go to Halloween movie I do have, and uh, it it was hard for me to watch it as a podcaster because <laughs> I was kind of I was like ugh, I rolled my eyes a lot, <laughs> and so I hope that I can get past that going forward, 
and um, and you know, at the time of this recording, Halloween's just tomorrow. I I would like to have this on just in the background at least one more time, uh-huh, uh-huh. um, you know, just to enjoy for for what mm-hmm. it is. But I I'm I'm right there with you, three and a half uh, for me out of five. So um, yeah, I I it's funny. I want to own this movie, and every time. And I think this speaks to the the demand and how popular it is. But every time I see it, it's still like ten bucks on DVD. Oh my gosh! I got Fight Club for three dollars recently. On Blu-ray or DVD? DVD. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's, see, it's so insane. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs on DVD for five. <laughs> now, if, if this movie was like five bucks, and, and I think the reason is because it's still DVD. I was like, I, I don't want to pay for Hocus Pocus for 10 bucks on DVD. Like, if it was 10 bucks Blu-ray, I, I'd, I'd jump on that because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe more special features and then hopefully they um, kind of just uh, cleaned up the, the quality of the movie. But uh, I eventually will own this because um, it it was really hard. It You know what? It took a long time for it to go on demand uh, with my cable uh, provider. I, I'm glad that that I was able to watch it on demand because I, you know, I was able to uh, get a couple of viewings on my phone and and while I was at home, mm-hmm. I was never able to finish it at home, and so I'd have to watch it on my phone at times as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do want to own this just just so is uh, I have an easier accessibility to it. Uh, so yeah, that that wraps up our. Uh, review of 1993's Hocus Pocus. So, Alicia, why don't you uh, give your plugs where listeners can find more of your work and content? Okay, so um, I'm on Twitter at um, Real Red Reviews. Um, also, if you just Google Real Red Reviews, that'll bring up both the website and the Twitter. Um, I also write for Screen Relish, which is a great film site based in the UK with a bunch of talented writers. We even have some actual critics on that site. Like, they actually get paid to do it. They're living the dream. Um, and that's just screenrelish.com. So if you're a big film fan and you like the news, the features, and the reviews, that's a good place for that. Um, and of course, I will be back here at some point, I'm sure, with Peter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will welcome you anytime. Um, Okay, so for me, uh, you know, I I don't do this often, but I would like to throw out that I do have a Facebook page on there. I share every episode I do from all the podcasts that that I do, all the podcasting. Um, So that's just, you know, like a one-stop shop for all of the Peter content. On, you know, on there, I share episodes from Original Remake, which is also a part of uh, Following Films. I post episodes from We Got Five, which is part of Cortez Parts. And also, you know, at Cortez Parts, I do a couple uh, coverages for TV shows like Timeless, Frequency, The Walking Dead. So I, I do quite a bit of stuff. So if you don't mind, in, you know, mind listening to me, like the Facebook page and that way you can get all of my updates. Um, that's the best way to to hear more uh, of my of my shows. Um, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, you can find me at HLF Podcast. Uh, I've been a little bit more active as well on my personal account, which is at Rip Citizen. That's where I share most of my TV coverages on there. Um, I try to also interact with some of the you know stars from said TV shows. 
And I guess that's uh, is pretty much all I got. I, I just really want to pimp out that Facebook page a little bit more. I can sure use some more, you know, use some more likes to get more visibility. But that's the best best place for my content for sure. So um, until the next episode, I'm Peter. And I'm Alicia. And this is Hydrate Level 4. <laughs>